There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with Andy Brand Bernard, Gabe Noah, Tevin Pittman, Mike Molina, Ellie Dick, Big Bud Daddy 66. <laughs> it's my new email That's address. His name today. Uh... That's his name today. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be right back with our special guests. Say, uh, Molina, why don't you replay that uh, Don Rickles bit for uh, Tevin? Well, uh, we're about to listen to something racist. Oh, it's good, man. It's beyond racist. <laughs> I think it's so. I think oh, it's, it's so. I want to hear it. It's so really? bad, even the racists go, "Holy <laughs> shit, that's bad." Really? I think it's some of the funniest stuff ever. Against you. <laughs> oh, I want to. We'll I want to hear it. Let's play right it. This. Yeah. We'll play it right after this, Tom Bernard. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. You know who's cool? That would be Big Butt Daddy 66. (laughs) And Big Butt Daddy 66 says, don't buy a new car yet. Hold your horses if you can. The auto show starts a week from Saturday on the 10th. We'll have, we'll have something special going on there, but I'll tell you, the manufacturers bring money, money, extra money to the table. Usually starts uh, right at the beginning of the auto show, runs right through the end of the month. So if you're looking for new cars, just hold your horses for 10 days. They'll well, still be there. be there. We won't run out. You know, I might actually do a podcast with Sandy from down there. We were talking about doing that on Wednesday. It's the only day they're open all day long. So so just uh, um, as someone new to this conversation, uh, Big Butt Daddy 69? 66. Six, oh, 66. 69 is my dad. I didn't mean to be offensive. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, just visually, 
you don't look like a big butt daddy 66 what's uh that, that, yeah where does that come from well we were doing introductions and i thought <laughs> it, it's just time to shake it up a little bit i, like I was making fun of um mike molina's uh gmail account because he didn't want to give it out over the air and i said it's still Big Butt Daddy 66 at Gmail, right? And everybody cracked up. And I thought, yeah, that's, that's actually a, good, a pretty good... Do you like Big Butt? Can we get your wife I'm, on the phone? I was gonna, this... No, she's... Okay. <laughs> no, we won't get her on the phone. Yeah, you don't want to do that. No, we will not. <laughs> okay. she, she works at a church, and she wouldn't endorse this yeah, conversation yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah, probably not. <laughs> she wouldn't endorse Boy, anything you do. I really like hey. the start of this show. Thank you. Walzer Automotive. Walzer. <laughs> Crazy kids. What's your name? Nancy. Oh, Nancy Cohn. That's a nice name. Nancy Cohn. Sounds like a hockey star. Nancy and Larry Cohn. Isn't that nice? They're married four days. Give them a nice hand. I think that's very nice. Good luck to you, Larry. It's going to be a hell of a night, Larry. Want me to come up in the room with the baby brownie? I won't make any trouble. I'll just stand in a sink and take wild shots. Get yourself in heat, though, Larry. Make up something. My wife lays in the room every night goes, Go, Geronimo, go! Last night I was Cochise, that was murder. Had to stand on top of the sink in the nude, you hear? In the nude, and she was in the living room with a bell on her tuchus. She was going, Wagon train, coming through the pads! And I had to ring the bell. <laughs> Folks, you had to be there to understand it. The two guys from Boston went, well, What does it mean, Harvey? Ring the bell. It's got to be wild, though, Larry. But it's going to be nice. I really mean it. I'll drink to you, really. Isn't that nice? Young kids getting married? That's the way it should be, boy. I mean, you're married a lot of years, right? Sister wife? Oh, oh, I didn't recognize you, Trixie. Anyway, gang. <laughs> Sheriff, know you're back in action? Do you, do you still do the trick with the horse? <laughs> Look at this. Nancy's explaining it to Larry. Let's try to trick with the horse. Anyway, gang. That wasn't bad at oh, all. No. That wasn't the one he's supposed to play. You're such a baby. That wasn't even the boo, Molina. All right, I'll play it. I'll just got to find it. Cause, uh. All right, wait a minute. I'll read this while you're looking for it, okay? Um, there was an article today about, uh, I don't know, not the press secretary. Who is it at the... Who is it at the White House? The communications director. Communications director. She said she told white lies for the president. So the headline, of course, says uh, she claims she lied for Trump. Well, little lies. That, that If you're the communications director, your job is to lie. That's what your job is. In other words, you keep people at bay by telling them little versions of the truth that might not be the complete truth. So we asked, why is it called a white lie? Right. Uh, and do Joe black from do black lives matter? Oh, uh, black lives matter. Get out. <laughs> no. Uh, white has been used to signify purity, good or harmless yes, for centuries. Yeah. So since a white lie is considered a polite lie, it's possible that the expression has been around for a long time. So it has nothing to do with skin color, Tevin, so don't worry. About it. <laughs> Perfect. So that's good. Now, what Don Rickles has to say does. Uh, we were just talking about this, and Gabe uh, and Tevin, here's what we were talking about. How Don Rickles, if he did his act today, there is no way. And Gabe, you're a professional comedian. You would know this. Uh, Tevin, you you ran a club for a long time. You're still involved in the business. Would this, there's no way this humor could could still make it today. There's not a chance. I have a lot of opinions. You Mormons never laugh, do you? Just sit there with your pilgrim hat waiting for your duck to die. Hope you're going to Utah and suck salt. (laughs) 
I say this, gang. Sucking salt, that's a colored dance team. <laughs> the color guy went, I, I never heard of sucking salt. Heard of the Nicholas Brothers, but never sucking salt. It's true. Why do I make fun of the Negroes? Because I'm not one of them. But I say this, gang. See any color guys coming towards me? If you see teeth, it's not an ivory hunt. Go into glory, glory, hallelujah, open up a bucket of watermelon and hope to hell we don't get picked off. I say this, though, gang. Don't scratch, sir. It clears right up. There's a new thing out called soap and water. Can uh, you believe that? I, I, yeah, it's, what's really hard with that is thinking of a bunch of old, rich, white people laughing at it. That's where it's tougher. I, I believe right. him. Yeah, his opinions, I sort of trust. Not maybe But it was like context. it was like watching Archie Bunker. Yes. He yeah. was kind of making so much fun of it, like how hypocritical it is that... that I don't know. I don't know. I don't see it as I don't see it as, as mean spirited racist. No. It's, I, I yeah, see Archie it more was as, never meant to be a uh, a sympathetic figure. It, no. It's also hard to think no. like those line, like the teeth and whatever cracks were maybe somewhat original back then, whereas now yeah. that scene right. is just a grotesque. Yeah, that's everybody. Yeah. I've heard the watermelon teeth. Right. Grape soda. Yeah, that's all. I've seen you do it. Right. But back, yeah. but back then, no. Wait, grape soda? It. That's something new to me. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, like yeah, that'll drink. be your next email address. Um, <laughs> grape soda man 66. Let me write that um, I think, Tom, about the that kind of talk, you definitely would not have survived the last 10 years, but my prediction is no that way. it's it's going to come back in some way. Like I agree. I know really? for me, yeah, I'm, I'm really? starting to do like... More, you know, um, it's hard for me to even admit it, but the, I like I think the last five years I've sort of, uh, you know, pulled punches a little bit, and I didn't think I was because I thought I was just adjusting to the audience, but you realize right. there are, I don't know, that you know, I, I sort of was, and I feel like it's getting looser and looser, and I think there's an appetite for it. People know or understand, like people are so much smarter than you give them credit for in ways I'm sure you know with the podcast. Like I'm, I've always amazed that stuff we say we don't get um, crap for it, and I've said some pretty heinous stuff. Right. And I, well, I think now it's people are starting to get they more just know you're joking. Like yeah, well, they are like, well, the world's so politically correct that it's refreshing to hear. I somebody. Well, this yeah. is actually Push just the a therapy session. This doesn't go anywhere. Right. It stays. It's not connected to the internet. That's why there's no feedback. This, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it feels I, that reason, way. I, I, I think career. we need a new Don Rickles. I really do. Yeah. Oh, I, the reason I, like, Rickles I, I firmly believe the next was guy. Big. Yeah. Go ahead. The reason Rickles was big was because he had just come out come out of the era of like you know everyone is always wearing suits and you know how do you do, ma'am? How do you do, sir? Pretending like the entire world is you know, it's like the Stepford Wives, but for the entire country. And then the reason Bill Hicks that kind of thing became big was because they had just come out of the hippie movement. Which, you know, everyone was always supposed to, you know, t think about each other's feelings and, you know, don't say something if you don't have something nice to say, et cetera, et cetera. So we're in one of those eras right now, so the next era of comedy is going to be the exact opposite of what we're going through right now. That's the greatest thing. <laughs> You're a Jewish guy. You can always tell. Bald, heavy set, and a hook nose that's sucking up his lip. <laughs> You're either a Jewish guy or a Zeppelin, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> He's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's the hardest I've ever heard Tom laugh. I think the thing that makes it not racist is when he makes fun of everybody. He does. He right. did. So he that's, makes fun not, of that's how it's not racist is when you're getting making fun of everybody. He was all. Uh, I'll tell you what won't come back though. Probably is remember he used to sing a song at the beginning and 
and end of every yes. show. Yeah. He would earnestly sing a song because that was back when it's like you're you're an entertainer. You got to yeah. do you know. I almost want to do that as a bit this Friday. Yeah, oh, I'm going to sing should. a song. What would you sing? I don't know. What's his name? Still in that? Jeff Richards is doing that. What's that? Jeff doing Richards what? sings a song. Does he really? Yeah, through his, through his act. He sings well, his he sucks song. compared to me, so it's just not really. No. <laughs> um, he was the only person ever on Saturday Night Live and, and Mad TV. Yeah. I worked with him. Yeah, yeah. No, I know Jeff. Yeah. But yeah, he sings songs now huh. through his act. And dances. He does? He yes. dances now? I knew he sang. Yes. He always had the guitar that he'd yeah. break out. No, he doesn't do the guitar anymore. He just sings and dances. Does he sing to be funny, though, or is he singing, like, you no, know, earnest songs? Uh, no, he has his, his songs that aren't funny. Right. I'm talking Sinatra, like I'm going to croon. Oh, he, I mean, he has a whole, he has two full albums I've of music out. I've got a crush on you. Hi, everybody. You. Sweetie hey, everybody. Pie. Got another joke for you, man. But Jeff is crazy. Yeah, so. that'd be really wonderful. I think so. Definitely um, insane. <laughs> where's Jeff from? Jeff Richards is from, is from, is from California. He's in L.A. Born now, and yeah. raised. Born and raised California. Born and raised Glendale. If I, if I got into the comedy business, the last name I would use is Jeff Richards. Because yes. <laughs> it doesn't stand out at all. You That's, know, Gabe Noah, you don't hear that, that name all the time. It's a name you know. destined to be in lights. It's your Gabe Noah. Yes. Good furniture sales name, a, too. You know, it really is. Yeah. I know Jeff really, really well. And he, and he had he, his career was going pretty good. But he's a sexual deviant. Really? No, that's, oh, that's what got how him, so? <laughs> what? That's what got him fired from both Saturday Night Live and Matt TV. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sexual harassment. I'll say that's the last thing. Yeah, yeah it's a couple times. That's oh, the yes. last thing I would oh, ever yeah. thought. Yeah. That's a published thing? Oh, like yeah, published? oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then it elaborated. I mean, it's published. stuff that's not published. That that's probably better for It's okay. Air. We're not hooked yeah. up to anything, Nick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who's listening? And, Sam, and, works? and yeah. you know what? Bobby, Bobby Lee, who I think is one of the funniest comics in the I world. Agree. In the world. Right now at the comedy like store, Bobby, Lee, yeah. Bobby Lee's in the top three funniest guys there. Period. Yeah. And he, night after night after night, he just hammers it, hammers it, hammers it, hammers it. But he's another one that he... He had sexual deviance oh, yeah. issues in the past, and that's why I think he doesn't get on anything. He showed his butthole, his butt's hole, to a audience at a live show, took down his okay. pants, and spread the cheek. It's one thing to moon. This is a whole other level. <laughs> well, He's showing the crater. I, I forget whether, first time I ever met Bobby Lee, ever. I was Mitzi's, Mitz, Pauly Shore's mother, Mitzi, said, oh, I got an apartment you can stay at. Just go up the hill. It's right at the top. And take a look at it. So I go up there, and I open the door, and Bobby Lee's laying. There's just an empty room with a mattress in it, and there's Bobby Lee laying in tidy whities <laughs> in the fetal position, and he says to me, he just casually looks at me, doesn't lift his head, looks at me, and he says, do you want to lay with me? <laughs> and, I, and, and I've never met the guy in my life. And I'm like, uh, I think I'll pass, dude. And <laughs> that's the first time I ever met Bobby Lee. But it was either Bobby Lee or Jeff Richards who actually took a dump on somebody's desk at at Walzer Chevrolet. Conveniently located at Brooklyn TV. Park Drive. And it was a, it was a, gr- a girl they were hitting on. They wouldn't date him, and they took a dump yeah, on their desk. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Huh? Oh, God. Did that so win you knew that already, Gabe? I did actually. I have heard that. Yep, it's a factual story. Yeah. It actually made the, like a police report and made the news. 
Yeah. I just don't remember um, who it was. Was it Jeff Richards or was it Bobby Lee? I don't remember who the lady was. Oh, no, it was Bobby Lee who did It was did Bobby that. Lee. Okay, yeah. it was Bobby Lee. Absolutely. But, but I crap, still think yeah. Bobby Lee is one of the funniest comics stand-up there is. Tom, any famous dumps you've taken anywhere? Or? No, no, I gotta <laughs> gotta be honest with you. The the first thing that comes to my mind when I hear something like that is a guy took a dump on this woman's desk. Doesn't she have any like a father or any brothers? Right. Yeah. Because he's he's still alive. You know what I mean? That's the whole problem. The first thing I would think of is I'm gonna take your head off. And you know what's weird? He's the I nicest mean, guy in the world. Well, sounds like yeah. It. <laughs> That's but what he, they all say. But he really is, Bobby. You know Bobby. Yes. Bobby's a sweetheart, man. He, Right, but he's on. He, you know, does but stuff like that. But he's a like sexual that. deviant. Yeah, like I think I'm a nice guy, but no, you're not. <laughs> right. Well, no, I am. Yeah, it's like whatever. Nuts. Let's not get nuts here. I guess. You yeah. Know, get, get too crazy here. Right. Uh li- <laughs> he goes right. Yep. <laughs> Friday at eight o'clock and Saturday at eight o'clock. I want to hear all. Fifteen oh one Washington Avenue, Minneapolis, Minnesota, United States. Let's not forget that part. Yes. We're going to do this one in the United States. What the, the heck? Next, Yeah, next one's international. Yeah. So, yeah, next at uh, Comedy Underground, which is just one of my favorite. It's got a, we'll call it a punk rock aesthetic. 15th and Washington. Is that like the Village seven Walk? Seven Corners. Oh, is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live from the Village Walk, I wish. Yeah, seven Corners. Yeah, Seven Corners. So it's in the basement of a place called Corner Bar. And it's actually the only comic room or comic run room in the country. It's a nonprofit. They got this very weird... Huh. Um, uh, there's a guy named Bob Edwards who got behind it, who's good at that sort of engineering. And they a- right. actually built a beautiful thing. It's uh, a little tight basement room, brick walls, brick ceiling, or, well, not brick. But uh, it's just tight. And when you pack 100 people in there, 120, it's just awesome. You know, it really, you feel the energy and you have great shows. When there's six so no, people, as you're going, not it sucks. Yeah, well, you more go embarrassing. In, you're going south on Washington, mm-hmm. you go past. Dudley Riggs and where Sergeant Preston's used to be. You remember where Sergeant yeah. Preston's used to be? Yep, exactly. So across. Where is it in, so, so across. It's, where there's seven Bull corners. Was? Yeah, I was gonna say. So look at Bullwinkles and then go right okay. to the left across the street from uh, that. If you're standing they, in Sergeant Preston's. They, okay, I, I got what is it like, out of all oh, those okay. Is it Town Hall Brewery or yeah. Rock Bottom? Yeah. No nope, right other way. Oh. Yeah, so it's basically stand in Sergeant Preston's deck, looking toward the old Metrodome. Look at Bullwinkles, and then go to the left across the street, and that's where Corner Bar is lo- in the basement. I love that neighborhood, actually. I spent a lot of time in that neighborhood when I was in my twenties, man. I'll tell you that it was great. Even when I went to college, it was great. It's a great neighborhood. I did. Yeah. I, we'd start great the pub crawl there, and we'd wind up at the caboose. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Has a long no, walk. No, absolutely right. That, that's, yeah, that's a hell of a walk. Well, so I have to hit every bar on the way. There's a Palmer's and the Five Corners, and was Cedar and, Avenue? Well, that's true. But so, when did Cedar become you know uh, little Somalia or whatever they? Well, I'm not saying it's that. It's probably yeah. like the mid late '90s, I think. Okay. Is when the neighborhood changed. Okay. Was what was it like then? Was it a bar party? Yeah. Area? Oh yeah. No, okay. was, live music was bigger back then, so you had a lot of those bars had bands. You know, five, four hundred bar, week. right? Yeah. 400. yeah. Is this Tell a Somali this band? Way. You know, once you cross the bridge. <laughs> This is a small event. Do you remember, you know, when you cross the bridge, you're over 35? Yes. From that point to the caboose, not in the caboose, but to the caboose, uh, you could buy any drug you wanted. I will tell you. Uh, that. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, good old was like that good old day. Illegal drug row, man. 
I've we'll heard right that back. to be true. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company? A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. This is Tom, and I've been telling you how easy it has been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan. My goal has been to lose 92.5 pounds. Well, I've started up another round at the new Nutramost Plymouth location, and I can't wait to shed those extra unwanted pounds. Nutramost is unlike any other weight loss program. It's just so easy, and they guarantee that you will lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. The team at Nutramost in Plymouth will support you every step of the way on your wellness and weight loss journey. Then, after you hit your goal, Nutramost in Plymouth is there for you with the Nutramost Forever Plan, an all-inclusive wellness program that improves and promotes healthy living and choices. Nutramost has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Nutramost Plymouth, located just off Highway 55 and 494, call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. So the other night at this Glory days, man. Yeah, when you could buy drugs. You just buy them right there. There used to be a drugstore. It's no longer there. But there was an empty lot next to it. And the drugstore had nothing to do with it. But apparently the hippies back in those days thought, hey, if we're going to sell drugs, we should do it next to a drugstore. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Makes hey, that's, sense, that's how they it? do it in Mexico. Yeah, but back then they didn't even have, like, fentanyl. I mean, how do you get high without yeah. something powerful? I remember that. That place was it was across the street from the Riverside Cafe, wasn't it? That's exactly right. I don't know how Cedar I knew that. Riverside Theater, the whole shoot night. Yeah, you spent, a, you spent a lot of time down there. Hmm. Had a great time. Had a lot of fun down there. It was wonderful. But uh, what was the name of the other bar that was right by the caboose? The Joint. Uh, the Whiskey Junction that's and the gone. Joint Whiskey Junction. Whiskey Junction. That, that just closed. That, that's gone now, right? It just closed. That's yes. what I heard. It, I heard yeah. it closed. Just closed. And that was a whole different, well, I, whole I, different I life. I wouldn't doubt the whole thing closes soon. Because think You're about it. It's right well. on the light rail. It's a perfect place for a big Too development. Too valuable, yeah. 90-story you know, yeah. condos right on the light rail. I, yeah. I say it'll all be gone. I went there once like eight years ago. Probably more, maybe ten years ago, because it was back. I was on mushrooms, magic mushrooms with friends. We're doing a day oh, drinking thing, and I walked in there, and it it was a whole bunch of bikers, but there was a white supremacy vibe about a lot of them. Yeah, I think they were white supremacists. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah, many of them. They were dentists from Egan. Yeah, probably, <laughs> but passionate ones. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it was a weird thing to wake up from your like trip to be like, holy shit, I'm standing in a. You know, Whatever. It might what be it? in the wrong place. Yeah, yeah. I went there exactly. once. I was uncomfortable there. You would blend right in. No, I was uncomfortable there. <laughs> <laughs> you tell them you Don Rickles you jokes. They'd love right it. In. Yeah. They would. So, how did you? How did you figure out there was a there was a white supremacy vibe? Was it? Was it? Oh, just or what was it? 
I'd say they were full on just wearing the gear. Swastikas. You know, yeah, there were swastikas. <laughs> really? Were, oh, oh yeah, really? Yeah, one hundred percent. It was the burning cross in the that, background. Yeah. Yes. When right. I first moved yeah, the the lynchings was the... It's the only group of people who don't like Tevin. When I first <laughs> moved here ten years ago, that's that's how it was. Yeah. 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 Really? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and I've been there other nights and it's totally you know, was fine. But this was something of a gathering yeah, for right. uh, gangs, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't I don't really understand how you go from 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 swastikas and that whole deal to being in a biker gang though. How did how did how did that mesh? Just everything really anti everything. Yeah. It's yeah. just anti everything. everything. You like to use okay. those symbols to to provoke. It's into, called the, it's right? called the one percent. Yeah. You're a one percenter. Well, if you want to, you know, if you want to, you know, ride, run around killing people, then a biker gang is pretty much the best place to be. Probably true. Because you know you're gonna get all your buddies to back you up, and just you know that's what they did. Was they tried to get in fights in bars? Yeah, I guess so. Andy, every time I you speak, I look true. over the board to look at you. You're not there. <laughs> yeah, he's not there. Far away. He just disappears. That's all, that's all it is. Gabe Noah is appearing this Friday and Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, at eight o'clock. At Seven Corners. I love Seven Corners, the corner bar, underground. Uh, you can go to ccug.com to buy tickets. As a matter of fact, again, 8 o'clock on Friday and 8 o'clock on Saturday. Tevin, are you going to introduce him? I might have to now that it's been mentioned a couple well, times. We'll, we'll put something together and to you say know, some words. We should say, we didn't say it on the radio, and I don't even know if I've hardly told you, but um, for people who listen to our podcast, our show, uh, a few, uh, well, I think maybe four or five of our show guests so, like, the people who are normally anonymous and don't want to be known, like, right. the main guests are right. going to be there. And they want to come to the show, and it sounds like a lot of them are, are uh, good to maybe do a little informal Q&A and all that stuff, too. So, so we're kind of, for fans of our show, could be fun. Uh, the show is called Pros and Cons. That's right. That's <laughs> <laughs> called Unbelievable. Somebody just sent me a, a text message that said, it's hard to believe L.A. Nick would be uncomfortable anywhere. Yeah, well, white supremacy. What do know. they mean by what do they mean by that? Yeah, what do they mean by um, that? I, Seriously, what do they mean? by I that? I think he just, I just, you, because you would talk and everybody would just go, Jesus, is this guy ever going to pipe down? And uh, no. for the record, Tom, he's wearing a uh, a helmet with the uh, Nazi. The uh, <laughs> oh, he's got the uh, it's got the the cross. What's that cross I'm called? Wearing the Iron cross. I'm wearing a Slayer shirt that has an Iron Cross. Iron on Cross it. on it. Yeah. Oh, Slayer. That's shirt. a Slayer a shirt. Slayer shirt. I mean, why are you saluting in that See, way though? <laughs> Somebody actually gave you crap about that one day though. Yeah, I bet they really did. Yeah, people well, are did. sensitive. Yeah, people yeah. are really too sensitive. Well, I told you about the uh, woman who thought the Norwegian flag outside their neighbor's window was a. Uh, confederacy flag <laughs> are you kidding that's hilarious <laughs> nope that's, that's real oh my gosh I'm they should frightened they've got the confederate flag we've got to force people to get through eighth grade that'd be great to get yeah, we really do we should start selling some norwegian like flag <laughs> things for trucks and for belt like, buckles yeah yeah belt buckles and t-shirts <laughs> we got, we got a, a large norwegian community here that would be so awesome yeah, yeah they'd buy it i love that idea they would yeah no. Didn't put love it or leave it a, or something like play that. Sweet home I have Alabama a big, I have a big, I seriously have two, a big portrait of the two separate ones, the king and queen of Norway in my house. I believe you. From like the 1800s. <laughs> but we have to ask the question. Yeah. Why? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I came across them. I liked them and I bought them. Okay. And so back to okay, this. So. Where do you get your money? 
back to this. Yeah. Not from working, that's for sure. I know. What are you talking about? That's all I do is gets work. Probably gets it from around. the king and queen. That's right. all I do is work. <laughs> now, L.A. Nick has a bar downtown Minneapolis on, on 7th. But I, I am planning a vacation this this week, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Morocco. You were just a vacation, on vacation from walking around. I'm gonna go to Tangiers and Morocco. So if anybody knows anything about oh Tangiers, I'm going amazing. to Tangiers. Unbelievable. So. Bring me with. A friend of mine from college married uh, the daughter of the head of the Moroccan CIA, and he tells this story about his wedding, and it's just what? unbelievable. What? He's dead now. Damn it! Um, so you can't hook me up. Get him for the show. It's a fabulous story. Yeah. The men all gather and they slaughter goats and they offer him the eye at the dinner and they had to hang the bed sheets outside the window to prove they consummated the oh, marriage. Oh, they did the that, yeah. Day. Yeah, I mean, it's just the story was crazy. It's uh, I've done that as a bragging thing. I was real smart. I bought a lot of Facebook stock the day it came out. What? Oh, uh, okay, you're doing the money thing. That was a weird segue. Okay, really interesting segue from Moroccan sex to. Well, Next bank account. That's really that's amazing. It was thirty-two bucks a share. Why'd you buy it? Because I knew it was going to go huge. Who told you? Not just me. Just Al Gore. <laughs> and then I had a friend call me and said, "Get all the money you can get, every penny, get every dollar, beg, borrow, steal, and put buy all the LinkedIn you can buy today. You have to do it today." Wow! Sounds and, like and insider, it, trading. insider trader. You're an insider trader. the cool. next day. That's amazing. So you know Johnny LinkedIn. If someone, <laughs> I just paid let's say someone is an insider trader, but then gives you a tip without letting you know that he's an insider trader, are you now on the hook or are you okay? No, you're fine, but he might be in trouble. Don't you think well, that's yeah. how politics work? Like why why all our senators? Well, and stuff yeah, are, definitely. Yeah, leave office as millionaires. But but, but the, the the main oh, thing God, you yes. can remember, one thing you're never going to make more of, and you should buy as much as possible, is land. Yeah, that's true. Yes, that is true. Buy as much land as you can buy. A hundred years ago, you could buy, like, the state of Montana for $50. Yeah. Land, well, land, and, and more Today land. it's worth well over a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well it's gone way up. What do you think, Tom, about the, like, I, I haven't heard much of you talking about the investigation. I'm sure that you have, uh, the Trump stuff. But what do you, th like, what's your take on this whole thing? What do you think is going to get revealed now, my take on which whole thing, though, is uh, I'm like still the going Trump. on the, how the hell yeah, we got sorry. the Facebook stock. Right, right. Anyway. <laughs> the Mueller okay, investigation. What, what like the Mueller investigation? Gonna, yeah. Do you I, think I they're going to have I anything? I don't think so. I, I, look, I'm not a fan of anybody. I don't like politicians, whether they're Republicans or Democrats. Yeah. I think they scam people for money. That's what they do. Right. Um, I don't think any of these investigations will ever go anywhere. I know they're gonna, they want to impeach him. Look, even if they did impeach him, he's not going anywhere. Right. Bill Clinton got impeached. Yeah, exactly. Didn't mean anything. Yeah, I, I thought, I guess my hope for it is is that it just reveals how corrupt they all are. Because I, I just agree completely they that they're all, all fleecing us constantly. And hopefully there's some chance of that, I don't know, I getting think we should worry about. If, we should worry more about how corrupt our city government is. Right here. Oh, I would agree with you the on that. City of oh, Minneapolis. yeah, there's a lot of that. How are they corrupt? Like, mm -hmm. how is the city government here most corrupt? Oh, what are the god. things? Oh my god, what do you want me it's to It's not start? the most corrupt. Well, no, the most the is most probably corrupt. like what? Yeah, what, is your, like, what are your top three like things that really make you crazy? Oh, right about now, it? developing, developing, and city government uh, getting paid off developers. It's just over the top. What's an example of that? Uh, well, our, our newly 
you're like are you trying there. to get me sued today Gabe? i'm not i'm sorry i'm so <laughs> I'm just curious i truly am curious i'll tell you I, I mean this is public knowledge and and and, and start to read this whole story on it i'm trying to get nick sued. Whole, whole story no. on it so our new our new our new elected our new elected mayor jake fry who i actually like i think he's a really nice guy but his best friend who was his best man at his wedding who and jacob is an attorney and his wife's a lobbyist which are all red flags mm-hmm. And so his yeah, best that, friend right. gets the development deal to two of the biggest development deals in the city of Minneapolis. So that's oh, kind of see, right there. Sounds like a coincidence. It's just all you know. Yeah, just just a little too much for me, man. Right, but then right again, there. you're somehow rich. So why are you complaining? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I am not complaining. Yeah. I'm just saying, if we all looked in our own backyard before we looked at the at the federal government. And we looked at our own backyard sure. and start fixing our own backyards. Maybe we could get somewhere if we constantly look yeah, at the. I agree at the, with that. If we constantly look at the national. The, listen, the government, the federal government's All not right, there. All right, I'm sorry, Tom. <laughs> the federal, <laughs> the federal government is not there to do anything for you. You know that, right? Yeah. No, they're no, they're not. Absolutely, they are not there to do anything that. for you. Now, local government is your is, That's your community. That's your village. And they should be looking out for you. So start with your local government. Well, I'm friends with the mayor, so I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. No. He's, he's a stoner, so I believe yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 there news. you go. Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Now, the whole thing that's so obnoxious to watch is how one party just kisses ass on big business and they're trying to line their own pockets. And the other party pretends to stand up for the people of color and DACA and the black man. And the only reason they do it is because they want you to vote for them. They think they can lock in your vote for the rest of time and they will hold power forever. Yeah. That's that's what all this stuff is. Do you hear the Rubio thing when he said uh, that, no, no, no. That the NRA buys into his agenda. That, that was. I thought it was a clever, off the cuff line. To even have the balls. But I wouldn't have said that. it. Yeah, exactly. Wait a minute! I didn't hear this. What did he say? Well, he 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 softened his position on gun control in Florida, and somebody oh, yeah. asked him. Yeah, I did hear that. Nick's going off mic here. Just having a side conversation during the podcast. Don't I have the greatest goddamn job in the world? Yeah, you really do. Okay. I thought I would. And somebody, correct me if I get this wrong, Gabe, but somebody asked him if he would uh, uh, give back money that the NRA had given him uh, to support their their agenda. And he says, well, they gave it to me to support my agenda, is essentially what he said. Right. But I thought he said it uglier because he said... Just no, no, no. He said his donors buy into his agenda. That's right. As that's if what he it was. Right. frames right. it out and people just line up to give him money. Yeah. But yeah. It just, I, I just, how people cannot see that they're being suckered in to voting. That's all this is. It's about getting your you to vote for them. That's all. They don't want to help you. I've talked about this many, many times, Gabe. Yeah. Uh, when I grew up in North Minneapolis since I was a little kid, I've been hearing how they're going to come in there and they're going to repair everything and they're going to treat everybody great and all these poor people are going to really rise up and it's going to be phenomenal and not a thing has happened well, since they're I was still, a little they're, kid. They still, they're still saying that, though. <laughs> They said that this year's election. We're going we're gonna to be patient. Fix North Minneapolis. Oh, I've figured out the it whole just... gun control thing, though. What's that? Oh, you have? Okay. Change the law that only women can own guns. 
Now, that's a disaster. Change it to only women can own guns. Yeah. So you want Catherine to be armed. <laughs> Think about it. I mean, there have been so few mass shootings from women. There was that... Muslim couple that shot Very up the few. holiday party in San Bernardino. I think that's it. Right. Yeah. And if you're a guy and you got to protect yourself, but you go, okay, guys aren't armed. It's only women. Yeah, I like my odds in that. I just I know how not to piss women off. So what you're saying is you think women are so inferior physically that you'd like to, or they're just <laughs> oh! more. I'm not going there. <laughs> Not the opinions no, of Walls or Automotive Group or Walls.com. Font purveyors of fine automobiles everywhere. Certainly it not the clearly never happened, but it is an like interesting that. idea. It is. I love it. We shall Even be back. Thinking. We have one more segment. Yeah, that's exactly right. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here. If you're ready to sell your home, you've probably heard that you should wait until spring. But why wait for temperatures to rise when the market is hot right now? Not selling in winter is a total myth. Truth is, buyers are hungry. And while other sellers and real estate agents hibernate, the Chris Lindahl team is selling homes like hotcakes. Chris has done a great job. We have our house on the market with Chris right now, as a matter of fact, and the video he did is amazing. The Chris Lindahl team is America's number one REMAX results team for a reason. They play to win, and they've got the skilled players to sell your home fast. In fact, they sell a home on average every nine hours for over the MLS average. Don't wait until spring to sell your home. Call the Chris Lindahl team at 763-401-SOLD. That's 763-401-SOLD. The first two callers will get a free staging package. This is a huge value, and it's only going to the first two Tom Bernard Show callers from this ad. That's 763-401-SOLD. Call now, get the free staging package, and grab the opportunity before winter is over. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We've solved all of the problems in the world. Please understand that politicians, left or right, doesn't matter. All they want is you to vote for them so they can make a lot of money. That's all. That's it. Uh, once you understand that, you'll be much better off in your own head. No question about it. First of all, I've never been real political anyway. I've, uh, I was raised a Democrat. My mother was a big-time Democrat. You know, she's very poor. You right? led. So, you started the movement that begat Donald Trump. <laughs> Tom, I on the did. morning show, shot his mouth off about how funny it would be if Jesse Ventura got to be the governor of Minnesota. That, and think about what happened true. after that. You're right. California You're says, right. hold I my beer, guilty. here comes Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. And then we get Sarah Palin, and now we got Donald Trump. You're political. It's all your fault. Thanks, Tom. That, you're right. You're right. It was my gotta, fault. That is true. Go. I do think I, I used How? to ask for politicians to speak like normal people. Like, I used to just say, like, I hate that, you know, the Hillary Clinton way of talking, kind of. And then, boy, we With got it now. Thumbs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, be careful, I guess. God, stay off of Twitter. Honest to God, would you just stay off of Twitter? I don't have the hours in the day to do what our president does. Right. I don't have time to do that stuff. I don't know where the hell he finds time to do it all. 
Yeah, yes, I'm on the air seven and a half or eight hours a day, and <laughs> I'm on corp- corporate calls another four or five hours a day, and I, I got I I got to believe as president, you got a lot more to do than a morning and afternoon guy in radio. Yeah, well, they say so, what seven hours of TV a day, I think, is what they say for him. Watches that much? Yeah, yeah. You got to fit in his golf trips and everything else. The golf trips, don't forget that. Yeah, you're absolutely to his own golf courses. Yeah. By Spending the way. quality time with his wife. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, Probably are those two zero. kids getting along these days or not? She does not look happy. I mean, I, maybe it's she just her although she couldn't she, with all the plastic ne- surgery, even if she was. Yeah, she's never looked happy. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I said. It might just be her natural countenance. She's but, never yeah. looked happy. <laughs> Well, she is, what, she's Eastern European? She's Russian, Russian I think. Yeah. Uh, oh, she's Russian? I didn't think she's Russian. Oh, Russian? She's, 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 she's from Slovenia. Well, Slovenia, there you go, yeah. Slovenia, there you go. It's the same thing. Same story? But in Russia, mean? there's a social thing where basically uh, you don't smile unless you have a really good reason to, because otherwise it makes you look stupid. Yeah. If you just walk around smiling all all the time, they think it makes you look like an idiot. Is that a real so thing? Yeah, don't it is. Smile. Same with Poland and Czech. And Czech yep. all, I've noticed that anecdotally. Like we've yeah. all said uh, uh, when I worked. Yeah, Russians don't really smile that much. At the furniture store, we'd always say they'd come in like dead-eyed people. Like, oh, he's you Russian. You actually I could worked tell. at a furniture store? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. still, yeah, I, thought I you still were work at one okay. two days a week. So come on down to Slumberland. Are you having a mattress sale anytime soon? You know, funny you say that. We are having a mattress sale. <laughs> but yeah, no, I've, I've sold furniture my whole life. My family's in the it's business. So. Mattress to bring I was a house. sales trainer and everything. I've done all kinds you of things. You were? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, a, I'm a good salesman. You wouldn't believe it. I just love now, lying. In the mattress to world, do they that. call it their lay down, or is that not vernacular that translates into your world? You mean lay down like an easy sale? Right. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I always thought that would lay downs in the mattress sailing. Yeah, or else a baby seal. You ever hear that? Yeah, club them like a baby seal. That was always, I always wanted to have, I think that was the best profession in the world to be a mattress tester. You wake up in the morning and your job's over. There you go. Wow. (laughs) Because they have mattress testers. I think your job's pretty good. (laughs) What's the quickest way to kill yourself? In any case, I, I just, I, yeah. I, so your family is in the in the furniture business. Yeah, my my dad. Or were they were in the furniture? Yeah, they're like a bootstraps. Like my dad is like he left home at seventeen and started his own furniture store at like twenty three and um, has now a very successful business. But not when I was growing up. But so so where where did where Detroit did he Lakes start? Minnesota. Noah's Home Furnishings in that. Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. Hmm. Yeah, he's got a couple stores Noah's up there. Noah's Home Furnishings. Yep, that that's now cool. my brother runs. So that's what I'm supposed to be doing. But I'm hanging out with L.A. Nick instead. <laughs> it's a lot exactly. funner. It is. So does anybody ever, how many people walk in there and say, you got any arcs? Does that come no, up? No. Really? Not that, I wouldn't say. Um, but yeah, plenty of, uh, where I had a, an old white lady audibly fart while making eye contact with me the other day. <laughs> people hate furniture salespeople they don't even regard us as human they do oh my god wow. no, they're worse than car salesmen they act yeah i mean they actually Thanks, did a Nick. study once and it was we were it was second behind used car Tevin, salespeople you want to just let's switch spots <laughs> no thank god you guys exist no they are they are they're second behind car salesmen thanks and then they said a, a, a lady go like they'll often say um oh um are you going to be waiting on me or you waited on me last time i was like i didn't go to Two weeks of Slumberland University to be called a waiter. I'm a professional. <laughs> a waiter. Wasn't, like you wasn't, you're a waiter. That's right. Attorney, attorneys, 
uh, furniture salesman and then used, or used car salesman and furniture but salesman. But they hate us. I mean, they walk in. They act like I walked into their living room with some swatches and like, hey, what do you guys want? Now you know so. how black people feel. Oh, well, oh, I knew yeah, that yeah. anyway. Just on the basketball court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm nope. sure that disc jockeys are really high on that chart, too, by the way. What about, yeah, what about drummers? Everybody hates drummers. Now they do. Everybody hates drummers. It's all true. Bass, a, no, bass player, everybody hates bass players. Is it sure. only me when I start talking that you have to talk over? <laughs> I don't, I don't hear you start. No, I don't hear you start. That's uh, the problem. You're a no. The, you're a disaster. You are wearing a swastika. I agree with Gabe. No. <laughs> but don't start that rumor. We're at 708 I don't, I don't Second Street North. That's right. Conveniently oh located <laughs> next to Acme Comedy Club. We'll I'm be wearing, leaving in I'm about wearing, 15 minutes. I'm wearing an original 1981 Slayer shirt and it has an iron. You gonna come to my show Slayer. this week, Nick? Come on, you. You can. I mean, maybe he should bring me up. Tevin, what do you think? I can't believe I just got kicked out we of the job. A I didn't even know what I was doing. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got. You already got fired, man. Right. What night? What night? What night's your show? Friday and Saturday. We had a great time when you went on my, on my show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, had a great time. Absolutely had a great time. I've had a fun time every time I've done stuff with you. Yeah. Except you know, this one. But <laughs> so the other ones, yeah. No. Yeah. So no. How often do you guys work together? I did your podcast, and I think you did a live show or something. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. 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 And then you said you're going to book me at your new show. place. Yeah, we did a show. I think was it, was it a House of Comedy? You, I thought no. Didn't you do a show at? Yeah, uh, oh, go. It was, it was a, the, the, the Gong Show. Gong Show. Yes, yes, exactly. I did a Gong Show for two years. Yeah. Where? See, Tom doesn't know a lot about me. I, I just I just found this out. I don't so know I anything went, about. I went to dinner with Mike the other night. Mike Bryant, an yeah, attorney, Bryant. another hated yeah. profession. Yeah. So I went to, another I went, hated profession. Mike yeah. calls me, asks me to dinner, so I go to dinner with him and. You know, you start you start talking about stuff, and he just finished my book, and he's asking me some questions, and uh, and uh, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I didn't know this about you, and he goes, I wonder what Tom never told me about you. I'm like, I don't think Tom knows anything about me. I said, I'm not even sure why I'm I on know. Tom's show. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I thought I always thought I was on Tom's show because of my book. And then the other day, I mentioned my book, and Tom goes, You have a book. <laughs> I didn't know you had a book. I had no yeah, idea so you had a book. I did a comedy show for two straight years in downtown Minneapolis. It was one of the only ones in the city of Minneapolis. And, and where was it? It was at Tom Pham's Wondrous Kitchen. And I did it every oh, Sunday. Oh, yeah, okay. I know where I that was. I did it yeah. every Sunday night in the, in the Caterpillar Room. And it was the funnest show that I think. It was think, a fun time. It was the funnest show I think ever was in Minneapolis for a comedy show. Because it, it had, everybody showed up. Like Fancy Ray would show up. And just people, oh, the, the, all, all the classics from Minneapolis would show up. And it was, you know, it was a free-for-all. And then Nick wrote me, Tom, probably four months ago, five months ago, goes, I'm going to be opening up a new restaurant downtown Minneapolis. I'm going to do a comedy show. How would you like to do the comedy show? I said, absolutely. I'd love to. What kind of dates do you think? And he said, I don't have any dates yet. (laughs) (laughs) No. Well, well I gotta take a vacation. Later. I need to take a vacation first. Oh, you gotta go yeah. to Morocco. That's right. <laughs> oh my God, he's got to go to Morocco. I, I needed some rest, man. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I need some rest. What a life! I took a day of rest yesterday. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> How many days of rest do you take a week? Well, usually just one, but this God week. God only took one. This week, I decided I needed two days of rest. He's got a vacation coming up. You got to rest. So you can be fresh. You got to rest to get on that vacation. Well, I had to go to the dentist, All and right. I don't like going to the dentist. So I took a day of rest. Um, <laughs> we, okay, so I was trying to segue into talking about profession confession, and we got to 
I bought out Facebook. <laughs> there was no stock left. So oh, I want to return to that for a second because I want to ask Gabe and Tevin. You were talking earlier about a, a cop. That story mm-hmm. you were telling this morning uh, about the cop, and and we kind of got to the end of it, but it was a fascinating ending. Uh, if you could just do kind of briefly talk about it and then get to the point. To the point when he walks by and sees the, yeah. the headline about him. Yeah. I wanted to ask you more questions about that, but the show was over. Yes. So I wanted to get that before this show was over. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, if we have time, I'll, I will run through it quick here. Um, I'd love to hear Okay, it. so yeah, basically, and this is one of my recent favorite episodes. Like, was that for you, Oh, too? yeah, this was yeah probably up there as one of the best moments we've yeah, had. Yeah, yeah. Every now and then you have those ones where yeah. you're like, holy crap. And... Uh, this one, basically, he's a hostage negotiator, but at this point, he was new cop. He was, like, three years in, and there was a pursuit or an APB for this one guy who had broke into his girlfriend's house and beat her up very badly to where they weren't sure if she was going to live. And he thought there was enough cops at the lady's house, so he just went and staked out um, 94 because they knew that the guy lived in Wisconsin, so he might try to run home. That's what they often do. So... He did that, saw the car, starts to follow. They cross into Wisconsin. He was a new enough cop where he's just like, can I even do this or how far can we go? And then his radio went out. So he had radio problems, so he gets on his cell phone, and he's trying to get permission because he doesn't know what he can do, basically. And the guy um, who he's following learned he was following him and like put his arm out the window trying to, like, telling him the cop with his sirens on to follow him. So it's just odd behavior. And finally he's uh, on a dirt road in Wisconsin. He didn't know where he was, so he couldn't tell the office, you know, essentially. This guy's having him follow, so it's very weird. You know, you feel like you're going into a trap. They pull up to an old farmhouse with outbuildings and stuff, so he doesn't know if he's surrounded. and, um, And... the guy gets out of the car with two butcher knives and two beakers, and he pulled his gun on him, told him he was going to shoot. The guy runs into the house. He chases him into the house, and which he said as he's going into the house, he's like, I shouldn't be following this guy into the house. This is a horrible decision. And luckily guessed the right side, and the guy had a old man with his butcher knife to his neck and holding oh, the two God. beakers. And he's going, like, why is this guy holding these two beakers? Like he said, it was conspicuous you know like there's something wrong here and they're doing the chase around the table with his gun out where they're he's trying to point it at his face he was going to pull the trigger he truly had decided in his head to pull the trigger he had depressed the first part of the trigger which you know when you do that pointing at a human was very stressful he'd never done that before and right at the last moment the guy just drops his knives and sets the beakers down and lays down he arrests them so it was uh and this cop was vindicated by the fact that his recorder was on. So he got actually awarded a medal of honor because apparently it looked, you know, like you should have shot him. Like, the, you know, the guy gave enough indications. Most cops would have pulled the trigger, but he did the right thing. Yeah, and it turned out in, in the beakers, the guy was a 3M chemist. And so theoretically, if he would have shot the guy, the beakers would have fallen broken and the mixture inside would have combusted. That was the, my, uh, the yeah. obvious yep. question. Is, yeah. you know, I assume yep. it wasn't right. Mountain Dew. Right. So this guy got the first Medal of Honor in 50 years for Washington County, I believe it was. And wow. um, so I said, wow, you know, that must have felt great. Yeah, you know, And he said, well, yeah, I did for about 
uh, for about four months, but then I got a phone call that that guy he had put in jail broke up back out of, or got back out of jail, went to that woman's house again, and killed her with a box cutter and then a knife, tortured her, and executed her new boyfriend, with and tortured them had had sex toys like I mean awful like the worst of the worst. There were six children in the house oh, who luckily got out, but are orphans. You know, I mean just. A crushing, crushing story, and the guy just—he said it hit him like a ton of bricks. Like I could have killed him and 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 ended all of that. And so he was just devastated. Then he starts doing interviews with the newspaper, and you know, just talking about what happened. They're trying to make sense of it. And then he walks. Uh, there's a newsstand, and on the front page of our big local newspaper is his face, and it says, "Could this man have prevented two murders?" And oh. he said, "It's just yeah." I'm assuming this isn't in your stand-up routine. This is not in my stand-up routine. <laughs> no. no, it's on the podcast. I'll come up with something. Yeah, it's on profession confession. And basically, he what has PTSD. Story. Yeah, like it, it wow. devastated him. He said it changed his brain chemistry instantly. He thinks. So, I bet yeah. you it's true that it did change his brain chemistry. So is he okay now? That's what I wanted to ask you. So he he is living with the with the consequences of it. I. I would say he, oh, he is God. okay as a guy. He was great to talk to. I've talked to him since. Really, really like him. Smart guy. But, um, yeah. no, it, he paid a heavy toll. Um, no wife now. You know, got a divorce. Mm-hmm. Just all kinds of stuff. And he got re-traumatized. They did things like um, uh, Extreme Home Makeover came and gave those chill. Like two weeks later, gave them a house, which is, he's like, it's great news. I want that to happen. But you live it. Over and right. over again, and uh, yeah. you know he yeah. just. But he had ton- oh man, I asked him the worst uh, for the show. You know we pride ourselves on asking the questions that are a little uncomfortable, but that a normal person would want to know. And just like asked about the worst death he's ever seen. He goes, "Oh, Romeo and Juliet by far." And I said, Those "Oh, high okay. school kids." Yep, they were high school kids who did a Romeo and Juliet, but the uh, the shotgun. kid, yeah, shot the girlfriend in the back of the head with the shotgun because they think she lost heart and then did it to himself and then the eerie thing is he was on scene as information's coming in and information started coming in where you knew that those kids had been telling people at school giving away their possessions and then all the at a certain time all the phones started to light up and he said it was a dark like there's a dark room and their cell phones started lighting up like crazy and they realized that they had told all their friends they were going to do it at like a certain time, and all the they yeah, start they're calling. all trying to text them and call them and yeah. like, hey, don't do this. Yeah. Oh my God. It's just brutal. Profession stuff. confession, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Professionconfession.com. We're on Podbean, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, the whole nine. We do have fun. I like it. Laughy ones too. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I hope so. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. That's gonna do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tom Thank Bernard you. Show.